This week on the Push Willows podcast, we go on as many tangents as possible. Also, we talk about breaking through plateaus for beginner, intermediate, and advanced lifters. Three, two, one. I've got a new LinkedIn friend. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, bro? Yeah, good man. I'm jealous of your LinkedIn friend. No, no. LinkedIn is jealous. the place to be, apparently. I That's just don't go on LinkedIn. It's so, it's so flirty. It's unreal. A little bit of, uh, oh, you have to be in a suit. Ooh, yeah. Brill. It's great. <laughs> the social media. Who the fuck uses LinkedIn? No idea what's going on there. Um, I don't get it. I don't understand. I get a lot of, I got them. I get a lot of DMs in uh, LinkedIn. Very different to the ones you get in it on Instagram. Um, I bet they are. <laughs> I, I just seem to be hit on Facebook at the moment all the time for people that want to make me have a seven-figure business, online business, and they can do it in thirty days. Apparently, thirty days. I, I just start, like all the like, so many of them that are just like ridiculous, just ridiculous claims. And some of the videos are just awful. I'm just like, oh my god, people fall for this shit. But hmm. well, <coughs> didn't you me. didn't you just sign up? You did, didn't you? Well, of course I signed up. Yeah, I paid yeah, forty. Well, I'm yeah. ready to ready to turn something for promo. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. So it is uh, officially a one year anniversary, right? Not of me and you. We're, we're no. that. Yeah, biceps and banter. Yeah, it's been going a, a year. Well, we left Team Box a year ago. So yeah, <laughs> so, yeah officially. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's been uh, it's been a good year, but um, yeah, we just recorded our. Our journey. The so first it's been year a good year Mike. because you're not in Team Box, or a good year because you're with Mike. Uh, probably both. Both, I guess. Yeah. Probably, I suppose, yeah. Probably one both. led to the other. One led to the other. So can't have one, can't have one like the other, can you? Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's been good. It's been a fun year. Um, I can't even believe it's only been a year actually, which is really odd when you think back as to how far we've come. Yeah, we've done we've done nothing with our time really. <laughs> wasted, wasted it, if anything. Absolutely wasted it. Uh, yeah. yeah, we just filmed uh, a video that's going to go out next Tuesday that we are very very excited about. P- possibly our funniest video we've done yet, or we think it is. That doesn't say a lot, does it? Um, uh, uh, just no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we, we we enjoyed putting that one together. Um, the, the first edit's been put together, um, so yeah, we'll see what happens um, with the uh, with the final one on Tuesday. Lovely. But yeah, other than that, mate, nothing crazy is going on in my world. How about you? Came back to work, didn't I? Yeah, you started back in your I job. Had to, I think you actually go to work. Um, so right. annoyingly, so I'll be uh, integrating into onboarding for the Islington branch of Third Space uh, because unfortunately I was meant to be there last week, uh, but I had to go see Dan. So yeah, um, after to be fair, I didn't really like well, to be fair, you just came. I was there Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's a long time, wasn't it? Long, long time. Mate. You've <laughs> got some burgers to review. Uh, very true. I also left my shoes. Um, which yeah, I didn't... Them back. <laughs> it was so dumb. I was like, I didn't. I only. I brought like I bought three pairs of shoes. One of which were flip flops. What we'll wear in most of the time, right? Because it was yeah. Apps. Can we just review the weather on that Thursday? I'm sorry. I mean, we Can were be. baking. The whole time, weren't we? Like, even the, the Tuesday and the, the Wednesday yep. were like 30 plus. We were struggling, walking around flip flops the whole time. 
And really? I don't really walk around in flip-flops very much, so like the book between my toes as it was getting a bit like, ugh, yeah. a, yeah. Bit, a bit sore. And uh, yeah, so obviously I, I drove back. I didn't drive my flip-flops. Dan does. Bad man. And, no, you uh, take them off. You drive barefoot. All right, I drove barefoot, yeah. Um, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't <laughs> drive my flip-flops. Well, obviously, I went, I, when I drove back, obviously I was like, oh, I've got everything. Left my shoes, brilliant, good work. And then I, I was going out on the Thursday evening, but I was coming back to London, but I wasn't going to my flat. And obviously I had the palava. I had to go buy some shoes because I, I literally only had flip-flops with me. I was like, brilliant. Um, would have been great. I mean, go for some food, go out, yeah, drinks, flip-flops, casual. Mm. Mm. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> but I went and bought some shoes, fun. Um, it was a bit daft. But yeah, what was it, 38 points... Something. I think it was 38.7, didn't it break a record? 38.7. I mean, I'm sorry, in London, it is a different kind of hot than like yeah. being there somewhere else. It's just ugh, absolutely awful. Um, I went and got my hair cut and uh, it turned into a wet cut. No fault of its own. Um, just that mm, amount of sweat. <laughs> That is not absolutely vile and the hairdressers didn't have aircon so I was just like oh my god 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 hairdressers barbers whatever you want to call it um, yeah <laughs> not a good look mate it's very uh, very 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 sweaty oh. uh, mate, I feel for that barber who to do that, that barber. <sighs> having to even touch me is uh, the thing right mm, I just don't I just don't I mean nah nah wouldn't be doing wouldn't be my job I wouldn't want to do that job in the summer no, sorry, definitely not. A bit, a bit bad. Um, but yeah, so back at work. It's really um, weird. Though. I'll tell you something interesting about barbers, right? So we've got barbers that just open up in Bath, <laughs> okay. right? Because we're on the subject. I just want to talk about it. Right, really, yeah. really, really random. It's the um, barbers we walked past a few times. Yeah, we walked past a few. Yeah, we talked about it. We walked past it a few times, right? Now my hair and my beard is in drastic, drastic need of being whoa, cut. Whoa, right? whoa, 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 whoa! Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Looks awful. Yeah. Hair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> anyway, so I really need to get it cut, right? I must have walked past the place a couple of times over the last few days, and I've had plenty of time to go in there and have it cut. I've got a really weird anxiety about going in there. I don't know what it is. It's not about like. Is it because you have? No, but I just realised that like I'm, I don't, I, do you know, what? I, I genuinely can't be asked with a chit chat. As bad as that sounds, I, I was like, I can't you know, like, understand. I, I, I just feel a bit like. I'm, I can't deal with the social pressure of having to talk to the person doing it. I wanted just to go in and have my hair cut and walk out and just be yeah. like, that's fine, that's cool. Um, but I, I was going to post it on Instagram stories of the day, but then I just thought I'd be a bit weird. It doesn't really give any, it's not really anything that anyone can do anything about. But I feel like a podcast is a good place to talk about it for some oh, reason because yeah, no, no one can talk back to me about it. <laughs> I can, but I they kind can, of understand. Can't, can't weird. Because, uh... I just, because I've not had my, I've never had my hair cut. I remember I was in, when I was in London, um, one of the uh, one of the, the members who used to come to our gym a lot. He suggested that I shave it when it, when it was really bad and thinning and all that sort of shit. And everyone was like, "Oh, it looks so good! You should have done this ages ago." Well, brilliant, cheers. Anyway, he was the first person that did it for me. And after that, obviously, I was like, well, "I can do this myself." And I have to pay thirty, forty quid a go, right, in London, to have someone shave my head. So I've always done it myself for the last like four years. And I don't know why I have this like little bit of anxiety about going in there. I have no idea why. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't like switching. Hundred percent. I'm. I'm very loyal to like the person. <laughs> the guy yeah, called Mario I, I, I think, who like I cuts my I hair. Would... Ever since I've moved like into the Marlebone like area and done that kind of stuff around there, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, cool. He's my lad. I'm gonna go see him." 
Um, I think I, I would be the same. I would be the same, you see, but it's that initial thing of having to have that chit-chat hmm. that I imagine, the reason I bring this up, the reason I bring this up is that I imagine that it must be similar for personal training. I, I have this thing of like... A thousand percent it is. This is why I nearly posted about it because I think it's that whole thing of like, I imagine there's a lot of people maybe who follow us on Instagram. I've had someone message me a couple of times before going, oh, oh, I've wanted to message you for ages, but I've never really thought I could and not really, you know, and it's a bit different with text-based stuff. I get online messages a bit different, all that sort of stuff. But again, it's that whole thing of when I say to someone, yeah, just look, let's pick up the phone, let's have a chat about coaching. And they kind of, uh, they kind of, uh, you kind of feel that they get that little bit of, oh, like the social anxiety of like, oh, well, I listen to you all the time or like, and you know, they don't think you're a, you're a human. But I would imagine there's a lot of people out there who want to do personal training, but are afraid to make that, that leap. It's that leap, right? Yeah, that jump. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? I mean, I talk I to also, you every day. So if you want to talk to Dan, uh, don't would be my first one. Yeah, I mean, really yeah. want to talk to Dan. Yeah. <laughs> don't, get, don't get dragged into conversation with me but I, I remember the first time that I went to basketball like I told you I don't know if I mentioned this before on the podcast I probably have but I'm going to say it again but the first time as an, as an adult short for 30, basketball 30 year old adult I went to uh, like a, a Sunday like scrimmage they're called it just like a practice like, pick, like everyone goes along and they just pick teams and you just play a bit of basketball right yeah. adult, adult league and I remember going and I knew I was in the right place the sports hall was there I could hear everyone in there I stopped and nearly walked out Hmm. And luckily, I went in, and I'm glad I did because it's great now. And I'm sure my haircut will be the same. I'm sure it will. But isn't it weird how even? I mean, the I, the, the idea and the, the actual having the haircut or your hair after the cut. Well, don't. <laughs> I mean, you can't mess this up. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not going to make it look any worse. I'm not bothered about the haircut, really. You should it's go just, and get a nice nice beard trim as well. Oh, no, I would. I'd get it all, yeah. I'd get it all done proper, you know. But I just, that's what I mean. I just. I, I do it every now and again. I, I don't know if it's because it's a little bit intimate, maybe. I don't know if it's a little bit like a guy's in a razor on my neck, do you know? Like, and I don't know the guy. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, just like Dan's yeah, face, just like, I don't know oh my what, God, I don't oh my God, know what it is. <laughs> I feel like I would start, I feel like, especially in this heat, is like I just sit there and start sweating. I'd just be like, oh my God. Um, I would do that time. Yeah, just very strange. I'm, I'm obviously odd and weird, but I don't really give a fuck. No, uh, 100%. I think you're normal. But I don't know if that's normal. But I, I just the reason I was going to talk about it was because I think that there's a lot of people with personal training, online training as well, that have a similar thing. That to you know, it's, it's a, it probably induces some anxiety in people um, when they want to seek help or they want to do that. But it it can seem daunting. Yeah, hundred percent. I use new bits of kit in the, in the gym as well, right? Yeah, people say all the time, "Oh, I was afraid to use new bits of kit," and once I did it and realised that I knew how to use it, I was fine. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if. I, I I can see your point like of that sort of stuff, but there's there's certain I don't know I don't know whether I've got a kind of a fuck it mentality like mentality because I'll be the person who will be like I'll, I'll order the weird shit on the on the menu because I've never had it before or like when we went to Watson I was like I, I want to use that because I've never used it before I want to go do that like if I yeah but you're trained I'm, so. well thank thank you Dan wow this sounds amazing. <laughs> not physique, not trained. Physique is fucking physique dreadful. Is definitely not trained, mate. Uh, no, but I mean, you're trained to use equipment. So, you, so for example, you knew that was a leg press, but I've seen people walk in that gym before and not know that's a leg press. What do they start doing to it? Well, nothing. But they don't. They certainly weren't putting their feet on it, Tom. Well, they're not. All right. Okay. The position it was in. I think about where you might put your hands. <laughs> yeah, like, like no, but like shoulder press. But people don't know this sort of stuff, I you know, so. when they walk in. So I'd walk into the barbers and probably just straddle the chair and be like, well, <laughs> does that it? I don't know. Um, Use it yeah, as no, a massage just, tool. It's great. I just mm. thought it was interesting. 
I still haven't been. Like, I still haven't been. I'm probably going to do my hair tonight because it's a fucking mess. Well, I, I can come down again and hold your hand. Uh, yeah, well, that's what I need. We Tom, can go yeah. together. I just had my well, cut. I, I so feel like I can get a beard. I feel like what we need to do is we first need to go and get Biscoff ice cream and some waitress and then you can hold my hand and walk me there and it'll be fine. I mean, it'll be absolutely fine. I mean, we can bring, we can bring Mike. He's got a beard. We can all get beard trims at the same time. There we go. See that. I mean, who would want to see like, that? Tried the uh, Biscoff ice cream and said it was absolutely incredible. And it is actually Amazing. incredible. Can we, can we just berate Josh Shilman, a regular guest of this show, who said, don't know whether it's better than Oreo. I mean... Uh, the man that doesn't deserve taste buds. He's just clearly a moron. Yeah. Cause, no, the, the reason why, i tell you why. The reason he's wrong, the reason he's wrong is that Oreo ice cream isn't as good as Oreos. I'd rather have the Oreos. Yeah, rather have Oreos. Right? Yeah. But I wouldn't rather have Biscoff biscuits than have that Biscoff ice cream. I'd rather have the ice cream. That's how you know that's better. Settled. That's the argument yeah, settled. Just done. Yeah. And yet, the day after, he posted that review, went and bought two boxes more. Of course he did. Didn't buy Oreos, well, did he? Yeah, didn't buy Oreos. Yeah. No. Shut Funny up. that, isn't it? Jesus Funny that, yeah, Idiot. don't, don't follow Josh So I've noticed a surge in this recently as well, right? Idiots. So this has come from the whole like you know the the god tier, top tier, all that sort yeah. of stuff, right? Everyone's doing that. It's engagement baiting. What they do is they post it and they know it's controversial, and they're doing it just to get people to comment and go, no, no, no you rubbish, you're talking rubbish, because obviously it boosts their engagement, all that sort of stuff, and that's why people do it because. I know someone who listens to the show, I think he listens to the show, Tom Phillips, he did it the other day with his carb killers, he put Caramel Chaos number two. Caramel Chaos is the worst carb killer <laughs> we get, and he did it just for engagement baiting, he just wanted the engagement on his post, and I fell for it, I fell for it, Mate, I, I replied, hook, I fell for line. it, um, but that's what people do now, you know, Yeah. people post, they, what they do is they post pictures of marigolds on their feet and say, I mean, you know, well, yeah, you know, people like fibers these days, you know, and, <laughs> What do they get? Should, they should, get we take, and... should we take a minute to actually discuss uh, our opinion on Vibrams? Oh, I just don't. I, I mean, I fucking. I would never I'd be seen wearing. Never see them. Like, alright. Be... My thing, like, I don't really like feet and other people's feet in fucking toe shoes. And yeah. Like, like I, the I purpose just... of socks and shoes is to hide toes. Nothing yeah. else. Literally nothing I mean... else. Why would you make a thing that's snug like a fucking glove that's like. Bleh. I don't. I don't get how you need to have that much of an increase in your performance. Like, even if it, even if it helps, it helps though, a small like, amount. When I was at uni, like all the physios and the biomechanists were like, "Yeah, these are the best things ever." And then it's come. This is when I was at uni. I don't know, eight, ten years ago. How old am I? I yeah, ten years old. <laughs> First year of uni was about ten years ago. Jesus Christ. I know. I felt old the other day. <laughs> I, you know, I old the other day as well because I realised how I was like re- realised how old my car is. I worked out that it's really fucking old. My car, like second half of two thousand and seven. So I was like, "Fuck, my car's like twelve years old." And then I realised that my car was made the year I went to uni. Jesus. And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so I never forget my username was SP O seven DSM, and it's the O seven that signified our year. And I was like, fuck, I am old. Uh, I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot my tangent. Um, I can't remember what you were going to say. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the uni, like, so lecturers, like physios, professors were were talking about Vibrams 10, 9, 10 years ago. They were like, yeah, these are awesome, all all wearing them. And now you've explained to me it's come into the bodybuilding world that now 10 years into this well, I think they're like few, bodybuilders few, are using them and they're like yeah these are great 
Well, I think there's a few people, a few people have, have, have basically started wearing them, and you know what it's like in bodybuilding. As soon as a couple of people start wearing them, then people like, they just copy them. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what happens to us, isn't it? Huh? That's what happens to us. Well, yeah, that's what happens to us, mate. Yeah. People just copy us, right? They, we eat ice creams, they eat ice creams. It's pretty simple. <laughs> um, yeah, we do it for things like that rather than actual bodybuilding or training or nutrition. Training, but, definitely not you know. training. Um, but <laughs> no, no it's, it, I, and again, it's, it's just those people, I suppose, who... Um, are looking for any any advantage in their pursuit of muscle or, or you know their right. journey or whatever and well, and you know fair play if they want to wear them I I also think that as an element of of bodybuilding or that bodybuilding demographic that actually like to be different because they are yeah. different in in the very nature of their pursuit of their goal compared to most people in fitness it's a very different goal to what most people have so i think they like to have their own little things that they do which is unique to them and at the moment it just appears to be vibrams and um i like i said i would never i would never buy a pair would never wear a pair i don't think they're they're beneficial i don't for me and my goals anyway and more all my clients goals i just don't see how they would be any benefit i'm sure they cost about fucking 200 quid probably i don't know but i'm guessing they cost a lot of money they're, sort of, they're yeah decent whack aren't they so um, i end up just training in socks most of the time uh, yeah, I just, I just, I just don't, I just don't really see how using them over, like I said, training in socks or, or bare feet is going to be um, not actual feet of a bear. I mean, bear. <laughs> um, you know, but like you can, you can there's, easily, there's like, some, you can easily squat, you can easily squat leg press whatever in socks, and, and it'd be fine. Yeah, like, I get there, there, if people don't want to wear vibrams, there is something called pedestal footwear, which are pretty cool. Um, they're like grippy sock stuff. Or you, or, just, you, or you can just, just go like, to the uh, the trampoline parks and you get given them. Yeah. Nick the socks, yeah, exactly. Socks, yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't. I mean, I, I just use squat shoes for squatting for for stiff legs for leg press. Like I don't get. Then if it's a grip thing with your toes or, or what, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't really. I said I don't really care. I don't. I don't really care either. Like yeah. they've got their rationale for using them. They're going to carry on using them. Fair play. Let them. Let them do it. Whatever. I just. Like I said, we just picked up on it the other day. It was quite funny, just because, yeah. like you know, because I think like. We all do things that are a bit quirky, like they're a bit weird. Um, you know, to, to bodybuilders, we're weird because we don't care about our muscles or we don't care about our food. Like that's just the way that people think. Like it's fine. I care about my food. It's tasty. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. And like you said, I'm sure they all laugh at me and they all laugh at you and, or you know they laugh at me and Mike or laugh at everyone. That's fine. Like I don't like you said, it doesn't bother me. as long as everyone can have, laugh at each other's own things that they that they find that they find funny as well. Then it's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I just. We're 18 minutes in yet. We haven't started the show yet. So, um, oh, mate, people love a ramble. Love a ramble <laughs> but we do, we do. Mate, they wouldn't be this far into the podcast, right? They wouldn't be this far into listening to them if they didn't like their old ramble. <laughs> Ten years. But we've, we've also got to just discuss uh, what was the burger that we had on the on the Wednesday because we we said we were going to go have it on the show, but we recorded well, obviously on the Tuesday night. Well, Nikki, my client Nikki, tagged um, me in the top 50 burgers in the UK. Um, like legit list it is and I'll oh, tell yeah, you how yeah. I where's know where's the tag I'll tell you how I know it's a legit list Tom right because she made it no because <laughs> Magu Diner was on there number 13 Ooh. but you know three of the places that were on there in the top 10 Tom Black Bear Bleaker and Burger and Beyond was number one really I've been saying this for weeks. Yeah. I swear, and people have asked me like my opinion, I'll, and I was I'll, like, I'll, "I'll tag you in it now. I'll, oh. I'll, I'll, I'll find I it." I feel so ratified. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I, I went last like, week. Was like, "What are the best?" I was like, "Give me a list. What's your top three burgers?" And I, I did say Bleaker. I said mm. Dip and Flip, 
and beyond different the... flips on there different flip so, was there as well so I, my um, top my top three I, I did i did say black bear but i was like maybe not like my top three but burger and beyond mainly because like, the burger's amazing but all the other stuff like the poutine is also amazing. So it's called um, the Big Seven Islands. Anyway, 50 best burgers in England, right? And there's a couple in Bristol that we missed as well, by the way. Oh, really? um, so I'll just skip through um, a lot of the ones that that uh, we won't have heard of. Because um, there's some places like Exeter, Stoke-on-Trent, Bradford. We're never going to probably go there. Dip and Flip, 38. Dip and 38. Flip. But, see, the, see, the thing with Dip and Flip, like the burger is amazing, but the gravy makes it, right? Yeah. But then the other one is there's Lucky Fox on here, which is Mike's talks about this all the time in Sheffield. Okay. Um, and that's on there, 36th. Okay, um, so that's kind of how I know that I was like, okay, this is getting interesting now because I was like, I know some of these places and I've heard of some of them and they're really good. Almost famous in Leeds as well. I've heard that's good. Brother's in, brother goes to Leeds, uh, he lives in Leeds and he's been there before. Said it's good. Um, I mean, anyone can back me up with these as well. Nottingham, Annie's Burger Shack, heard that's very good. Meat Liquor. Of course. Um, oh, the one I didn't like that was on there was Owie Diner, was 20th. And I was like, mm, that's not great. That's so where we went, right? That's where we went for the yeah, the ones that looked great. But they weren't that great to eat, though, were they? No. Um, so then this is where it gets interesting. Top 20, right? Black Bear Burger, 19th. Nice. So Black Bear was there. Um, and then, uh, where are we here? Magu yeah, Diner, 13th. Yeah. So that's the one we had where we had the... Um, Why meat liquor leads? I don't know. It just says leads on it, doesn't it? <laughs> but, so, Magu, so the one we had at Magu Diner was we had the, um, we had the double patties... And we had bacon, and then on top of that was lotus biscoff spread with Ew, pecan and butter, pecan nut butter. Um, so that was very, very good. So yeah. then in the top ten, you've got Bleaker Burger at nine. Incredible. Yeah. Um, it is one of the best burgers. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what Mike says either. He's wrong. Patty and bun was Patty fifth. Patty and bun. A standard, like, but I, I think So we because... didn't go to this one. We should have gone to Squeezed in Bristol. That's number four. I didn't know about that. Yeah, we know now. Um, there's a place in Hull. Oh, uh, Burger and Beyond, sorry, was second. Second. But, you know, Seven Bone Burger was Seven first. Bone. And that's the one that me and Mike went to post his show. Oh, really? And that, is, that is, to be fair, very, very good. But I reckon those top ten, like, again, knowing that Bleak is in there, um, and knowing that Black Bear's down, like I said, 18th, and, and, and Magu's there 13th, anything in the top 20 is going to be good. Yeah. I guarantee that. Guarantee it. Um, so if any of you want that link, um, we in fact, we'll post it in the Facebook group probably, Tom. Yeah, that tagged you in it, mate. Um, yeah, incredible list of places. And so, I would hazard a guess if you live anywhere near any of those, um, oh. go to it. And I would imagine it would be one of the best burgers you've ever had because there are some legit choices on there. <laughs> yeah, but if you're in London, it's Bleaker. There's a few of them. Black Bear is in Shoreditch. Uh, Dip and Flip. They're all south, which is really annoying. They need to venture to like Shoreditch or to Camden. Um, Eat liquor. Meat Liquor, but there's also Meat Liquor, Meat Mission, Meat Market. They're all the same company. They all do the same burgers. Um, at Shoreditch, Oxford, near Oxford Street now. They've moved. Um, mm. Just off Regions. And Bergen Beyond. Bergen Beyond is it's way more like fancy, though. You have to yeah. sit down. It's really nice inside. And then order Tom Collins, order the tater tots, and then go to town on the burger. Oh, they're hiring as well. I might quit my job. So this is the burger episode. <laughs> um, right, so yeah, uh, we went to we went to Magudana, but that was the best one I've ever had because just because obviously like Bleaker and Black Bear are just good because you're just getting the bur- basically a cheeseburger and it's the quality of the burger that makes it. Whereas Magu was the quality of the burger, but also the toppings as well. Like 
the Biscoff spread. Oh, oh no, I came back raving about the uh, the halloumi fries. Oh, the halloumi fries. I I, oh. I was I went straight on the on the Thursday when I got back. I was like, where do them in London? There's <laughs> limited like, places, and it's all yeah. vegan places. It's like the chili jam and the mint yogurt though together yeah. was just like. Mate, is, see the thing is, I know you're going to come back to Bafnam, isn't it? <laughs> we don't have to go there. I didn't. I didn't think their. Uh, I don't know. Their serving manner was very great. They didn't want us in there, did they? They didn't want. <laughs> they wanted us to take it away. They really wanted us yeah, to do take like, away. They were like, you, "We don't want to." Why do you want to sit here? It's like, I don't know. Cause I want yeah. to have a burger. It was yeah. a bit odd. That was. Bit but if anyone's ever in Bath, go to Magu Dino. It is very, very good. Or get, welcome, ta- or get, ta- or get takeout. Actually, yeah, get takeout because they won't want you. <laughs> So, yeah. It's pretty strange. All right. Um, so yeah, twenty-five minutes in. Should we uh, let's start the show? Yeah, right. let's talk about some nutrition. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so we got nutritiony, trainingy stuff. Um, so what you said something about Jordan Peters is going to start. So we're going to talk about breaking through breaking through plateaus. I guess is the theme of this episode, and it's a reason because Jordan Peters is a pretty advanced lifter. Savvy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And he's decided to take it upon himself to go away from, I guess, traditional percentage-based programming. Is that what he's no, doing? No, he doesn't. He doesn't do percentage. He doesn't do percentage-based. He just does overload, like weight <laughs> load, overload every so, session. So he's not been tracking properly, and uh, he's the it, no, 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 no. So his thing was that he tracks all his weights and everything, but he's okay. he constantly goes for the low volume, high intensity go to failure, lift as much load as possible, okay. where you can't increase the load, increase the reps, where you then increase the reps to a point, then increase so the load. He's, he's, yeah, so he goes for a direct linear progression of load, really. Yeah, and just, just flat out intensity, like direct two sets, two sets of, of just load. fucking... So his graph of just volume load should go up or just straight down, week by week. Should either be one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what he's going to go towards is a reps in reserve scale, which I hope it's something that we actually teach on our personal training level one course in uh, first base. So we're ahead of the game, of course. Yeah. Um, no, I just thought, I just thought it was funny because basically Jordan Peters has gone on. In, uh, I'm, I'm only 25 minutes into the, the podcast, I think. Um, but basically, Jordan Peters and Michael <laughs> got together. Well, that's um, I know you are. I've got the time. No, no, I mean like the podcast that they did. Oh, right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 you're right. Dick. No, I'm in their podcast. I'm 20, oh, it's like 25 podcast. minutes, another half an hour to go. But basically, yeah, but I also know kind of like from speaking to people what, what the conclusion is. Um, so basically, Mike Israel is big on keeping reps in reserve, managing your fatigue, increasing volume, understanding where your maximal amount of volume you can recover from you know we talked about this last week on the or the mev and mrv and all, all these acronyms you only really need to worry about it if you're a bodybuilder but yeah. basically jordan peters just basically goes in the gym scares himself shitless with the weight he's got to lift lifts it and then next week beats it and then beats it and beats it and basically on the podcast he's basically said how he's running out of training partners because they just can't keep up with him because they like need to take months off because they just can't keep training that intensity and he's just even admits himself he's a little bit like tapped in the head really to be able to keep doing that um, but he's got to a point where he can't do it anymore. He can't keep increasing the load because he's just reached his max capacity to do that. Um, and basically, he's he's going to trial a reps in reserve based um, protocol from now on, I suppose, um, whereby he's going to manage his intensity of his lifts so that he can do a bit, bit more volume and that he can recover from them effectively and, and all this sort of stuff. Um, and I just thought it was funny. The reason I thought it would be interesting to talk about it is because I know that 
a lot of bodybuilders basically do the whole well Jordan Peters does it so I'm going to do it and they basically just train themselves within an inch of their life um, and they just keep pushing like intensity and they just talk about it low low volume high intensity take it to failure you know crawl out of the gym kind of attitude to train him with the rationale of like oh well Jordan Peters does it and he's big and amazing and all the top bodybuilders do it so let's do that um, and basically I think in this hour long podcast basically I think John Peters appears to have come around to the idea that actually potentially for where he's at, at the moment, he's peaked and he's pretty, he's plateaued and he needs to, to try something different to overcome that plateau so that he can eventually lift, um, lift more and get bigger. Cause that's his goal, obviously just to get massive bigger. I just thought it was funny because I just imagine in a couple of months time, a lot of people who were just big train to failure, copying John Peters on now be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to try reps in reserve now. <laughs> just be like completely. <laughs> because he has you know what i mean like no 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 like regard for their own thoughts or their own feelings on the situation and that sort of stuff and it just i find that i can always talk about this sort of stuff or give a sort of an opinion because i'm not in either, either camp like our clients don't need to be in either our clients just need to get in and train train pretty hard most of them won't know where training to failure is anyway and if you give them a reps and reserve scale, they wouldn't they wouldn't train one rep in reserve. They'd train probably three reps in reserve. They would just leave a lot in the tank and they would sack it off. So, it, you know, there's there's so many variables to do with it and you have to understand where failure is. And in my mind, you have to want to be a top bodybuilder to understand both things, both training yeah. to failure and also reps reserve. You have to. Like, even now, I train to probably, like, if I'm being really honest, on a lot of my sets between three and five reps in reserve, like, I know I could do loads more. I just can't be bothered. But I know that I can also train within that amount and probably then not have to deload for six weeks because I've trained three times a week and all that sort of stuff. I mean, um, I'm that nerdy that, Dan, this is the transference scale of percentage base two reps in reserve that I always keep. I have a screenshot on my phone. Um, you're so cool, mate. I'm so cool. That's why, that's why you love me, mate. Um, but yeah, there's if anybody's struggling, because I guess like uh, the traditional stuff is like, Oh, you work to like it's like hundred percent, and then even ninety-eight or ninety-seven and a half percent, then ninety-five, then ninety-two, ninety-three percent, ninety-one, ninety percent, based off how many you're meant to be lifting, right? So that there's like max exertion is like failure, and then you have got near max exertion in reps in reserve is like one to two, um, <clears throat> and then hard exertion and medium hard exertion is the this guy called M. Ladin Yohanovic, and I think it's Dan Baker who came up with it as well. Um, Dan Baker scale of reps in reserve. Pretty sure. No idea. No, he's a yeah. It's Dan Baker's load. Ex- if you want to look it up, Dan Baker's load exertion table. Sounds really weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you can kind of work out how many, how much percentage. Say if you've got a one, your one rep max is obviously going to be your one hundred percent. So what Dan's saying is, if you're training to say you train, you'd say three to four most of the time. Around there, yeah. Yeah, so three to four reps short is actually it's a hard exertion basically yeah. is how you'd how'd you put it to but say if Dan I don't know repped out what was it like 80% of his 1RM he's going to be yeah 3 4 short like 81% 4 7 so how many going to be about 7 reps you should be hitting 2 max yeah so if you're doing like a 10RM you should, you'll probably tap out at 7 and be like no I can't do anymore yeah, probably, and and I think that like it's it's just, I just think the whole the whole thing is, it's just based around like I said how much you want to get results, and and we did a YouTube video on it as well, like where 
we talked about it and that, there's actual research to show that you know a lot of people don't know where their rep max is they don't understand that they've never you, been pushed to that level 100 percent, you don't need to like and you don't need, don't to, need no, to know of course it. you don't but then like, it's like you also don't need you don't then know your reps in reserve if you don't yeah. know where your true one rm is because like we found with calculations before you can do your 10 rm but it doesn't equal your one rm as so a percentage because we've done it previously right we've we've based off so maybe maximally 100% because of the way myself and Dan have trained each other through the, the last five, six years, um, you can rep out at a lower weight, say you're 80%, far more than I can. You will absolutely butcher me by about three, four, five reps of mm. what would be that weight. But maybe the absolute, if we were doing ones and twos, I would probably find more comfortable yeah. and be yeah. like, I can do that, I can do that. It's fine. Yeah, and... and, and- and I think like with the YouTube video, like Mike talked about the research as well, and there's actually some research to show that they basically got a bunch of participants and said, right, you know, put your 10 rep max on that bar, and then I want you to squat with it, or whatever it was, back squat, whatever. I don't know the exact details, but... <laughs> back squat, that's tricky terminology there, mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, so like, let's say they, they did 10 RM, and basically what they did, well, it might have been bench press, actually, I think it was, 10 RM. So they said, right, pick your 10 RM, put it on there, and then just rep it out as many reps as you can to failure. And there were some people that got like over like 18, 19, 20. Yeah. And some of them were actually training more reps in reserve than they actually were selecting on the bar. So they said 10RM. Some of them went over 20. So that's like you're not even training, effectively. You're not even training, like as, the, as that scale goes. Um, and these are people that maybe have been training for a year or two or whatever. And I just think that a lot of the time, people don't know where where their limits are. So that's where the, the reps and reserve, reserve scale kind of falls down. I think a lot of people could actually train or probably do train the majority of the time, probably within the three to six reps and reserve range and still get good results. Yeah. Pretty pretty much. You don't have to train to failure. And all the, all the guys that do train to failure get incredible results because they, they eat, live and, and breathe bodybuilding. So they, they know how to recover and do all those sorts of things. But um, I just thought it was interesting because I think, you know, in terms of overcoming plateaus, for example, you want to talk about, but, from my point of view, it's just funny because I think a lot of people now will just be like, oh, well, you know, I'll just change my philosophy as well then without actually having any thought behind it. Like, it's not like that argument isn't going to change anything that I think about training, like yeah. without sounding like a like a douchebag or a dickhead. I don't that, I didn't learn anything from watching that or, or, or understand that because, again, for my demographic, I don't fall in one camp or the other where it's 100 percent has to be that I, like, I'm not there. I'm not that demographic. where I don't need to worry about that and sit in. And like be like that's the way to go about it. There are some of my clients that I have to stop them training so hard, and there are some clients that have to push to train harder. That's pretty much it for me. Like, I don't have to stress too much about it. Um, I'd say the the scales that we would generally use, like RPEs, are easy to understand for less developed lifters because it's just a one to ten scale. It's like, oh, how hard do you feel that was? Um, if you relate it to how you did it previously, but they have to have done it previously, so. And then, obviously, so you've got RPE scales is what uh, reps and reserve scales should replace if, you're, if you become more advanced, and then you can also track your list better. Um, and then the traditional percentage scales, I still like using them. It's probably just the traditional S&C coaching me that I'm like, all right, that's how that, you should be hitting this many reps, or that's how mm. my, like, my wave of linear progression is going to happen, or however my overload's going to be, so I can be like, all right, week one's there, week two's heavy, week three's light, week four's heavy, and I can use my percentages based off that. Um, I would find it tough to know the intensity, especially if I've got the numbers in front of me and I kind of know that person, what they should be hitting. Um, but I might write a plus or minus, like one, two percent, 
on the bar because I don't know what that person's feeling like that day. So that might be yeah. on that particular day, their their one RM is actually 102 percent of it um, of whatever their seven R and R is. Probably just it's, it sounded like a different language where I just spoke to some of the people. I'm there, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's what you got. Sometimes got to like make the call, especially in one to one coaching. I probably make that call nearly every single day, of depending on how that person's feeling. Um, so like today, one of my lads just wanted—he literally just wanted to sit and chat for twenty-five minutes about mm. all stuff in going on in his life. Um, just because trust me. So that was about it, and I ramped his session right down. We did fuck all. Nothing's going on. We were we were at sixty percent, and that was like twenty rep max stuff. So if, mm. you, if you were lifting at sixty percent of your rep max, that's about twenty. 20 reps um, but yeah it was strange but breaking through plateaus Dan is stuff that we've discussed before I've delivered some sort of talk on this previously because it's just certain variances of exercises and stuff that you can start to do but maybe if we were to say we were sticking with the same exercise what we could manipulate within that so if we were just doing like let's go bog standard deadlift stuff or bench pressing everybody wants to get a big bench press right Hmm. Oh yeah, that was after training with Dan. My triceps have never been sore. Like, <laughs> I clearly do no direct triceps at all. You're such a pussy. Like, mate. Pussy. Dad didn't want to do fucking leg extensions. Don't need to do them. Mate. I got shorts on. <laughs> shorts cover my quads. I don't know what you're on about, me. Unnecessary. We'd already done flipping legs as well. I know it was great. We did ridiculous. Dan did back squats. I did front squats. Then we did the vertical leg press. Is a thing of beauty. Yeah, so why do we ever need to do more quads then? I was like, I felt like because we'd done so much, we did just push pull, didn't we, on the, the day before? And then we went and did two, we did, yeah, we did push pull again, didn't we? But we did push pull pull. Because I had the uh, idea, I was like, I want a horizontal superset with a vertical. Crazy. We took up two machines at the same time. Taboo that. Um, crazy, mate. I know, it was pretty crazy. Pretty good, though. I did. Uh, I did enjoy it because I don't. I don't machine based train very much, and then probably when I'm with you, I do. It's just, yeah, you realise how cool they are. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't have to do anything. It's great. Yeah, it's just, a lot easier to set everything up yeah. and all that. <laughs> but no, that you're right. That vertical leg press is very, very nice. Though. It's an absolute dream. So if anybody that has, uh, I guess, psoas uh, tendon clicking for. A, the lack of a better word. Sorry, that's 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 old man hips like Tom. Old man hips like me. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a condition condition. There's a there's your psoas tendon goes pretty much near over your hip capsule. So it, it's that it gives a kind of it's not painful, but it's a like poppy clicky sound maybe when either you go through squatting or you like you. Um, but what's really common is uh, if you're in a dead bug position, and then gravity takes it down. If you're pushing your leg back down into a from a dead position it clicks over your hip it's not painful it's just weird um, but it also can happen when you're doing that same motion with it squatting or whatever so what I wanted to try because I was convinced that gravity would have an effect on it and it did I was when I was lying on my back because of where the gravity would sit and push uh, the tendon over my capsule so it'd be and my capsule would be like my socket would be further into my hip and would I have any pain or any uncomfortableness? And I didn't, Dan. And it was amazing. You didn't, did you? That's no, why you loved it so that's much. That's why I loved it so much. And that's why I sent a picture to my uh, fitness director straight away and was like, can we get one of these? And then it, we uh, need one of these now. 
wants. It would really help everyone in the gym. Everyone really wants it. FYI, what? whichever gym it goes in, can I move there? Um, yeah. Because that's all I'm using. <laughs> Legs are done. Like, that's all I have to do. I'll be on there all the time. Superb. Loved it. Um, but good work. Vertical leg press, way forward. Obviously, people need to learn how to use it. Uh, don't let it fall on you. Was is a little bit scary, I guess. Uh, yeah, good advice, that, isn't it, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's sound advice, but yeah. Um, so we'll take a bench press, right? Um, what are some strategies that have you, you have used? I guess we can talk pauses, speed, tempos, all that kind of crap. Yeah, so we've obviously we're talking about deadlift, I suppose. Did we, did we say we're going to talk about deadlift? Deadlift or bench press? Which only one's more interesting? Well, those I are the ones we care about. I mean, with deadlifts, you could do like pauses. So you could do you lost like lighter weight. You can do pause just below the knee. You could do stuff like that. You can do um, you could vary the depth which you deadlifted from. You could do from a block, for example. You could do not like a rack pull. That's probably a different movement altogether. But certainly raise it slightly. The floor. FYI. People doing like one or M's on rat pulls, lamest thing ever. Yeah, no just don't do it. Um, you could then do like speed deadlifts, so you could lower the weight a lot and you focus on rate of force development that you're trying to do. Um, mm. about, yeah, is that, is that talking about strength speed or speed strength then? Oh, don't start with that. <laughs> um, I think what else you could do? You could, vary, you could do like sumo deadlifts, you could change your foot position, your stance a little bit, um, still train that movement. Um, so there are things you could do straight off the bat that would change the, the weight you're lifting, the rep schemes you might choose, you decide to do. Um, so yeah, that's that basically. I think those are those those are the things. If somebody's struggling with a plateau, certainly with one lift, I think yeah, changing like foot position or hand position, turning like bench pressing into like maybe you just close grip or and close grip does not mean you have to go super 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 tight. My my version of just close grip is either a half or a whole hand in from your normal position. Um, yeah, they're actually fine. Crazy people just like put right next to my head. And you're like, that's, that's gonna be really good on your shoulder. Really, yeah. really good. Um, you have got pain. All right, wonderful. Good, good work. It's gonna hurt. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. Um, but pause work. So yeah, and people were like Dan just said you can pause below the knee. You can pause wherever the hell you want to. Yeah, um, most common one is pause below. Is knee, pause yeah. below knee, or I like using a pause like two centimetres off the floor so you just take the click out of the bar and then you're like hovering and then you lift um, quite yeah. like that and the pause can be for however long you want to do as well I would within deadlifting if you're holding it for more than five seconds then uh, get a life um, apart from that tempo work I guess that's eccentric tempo work or you can do just concentric phases within deadlifts I would be quite happy programming those in so you just lift up drop down lift up drop down you won't get sore as well, which is great. Um, mm. <laughs> most people do just drop down, I think, now. Without the, it's been a, it's been a, whenever we probably did our S&C or our, our teachbacks, we probably have like slow eccentric phase, controlled eccentric phase. Uh, believe it or not, you can just drop it. Um, yeah, it's absolutely fun. <laughs> speed work, yeah. There's like super light speed work, which is speed strength. And then uh, slightly heavier stuff, which is up to like 60%. Up to 60% is strength speed, up to 30, 35 to 40% is, is speed strength, sorry, not strength speed. Confusing myself then. What about the bit in the middle of that though? Well, that's where you get it. from 45 to 60% is strength speed, and then from body weight to 45% would be speed strength. 
because you're moving fast. And as soon as you lose velocity and you feel like you've moving velocity, fuck it off. Don't do any more. There you go. There you go. If you if you think you're repping it out, it's just hypertrophy, mate. So fuck off. Yeah, don't bother. <laughs> don't bother. If it gets above six, yeah, we'll jog on. You're not moving very quickly anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, which people suffer with. Like, oh, I'm going to do ten reps of these speed work. What, ten reps? Yeah. All right, good luck. Um, ain't going to be moving quick but after ten reps. Far too long. Far too long. ATP's is, gone, Dan. ATP's gone. You hate all that shit, don't you? I do because hate you, that shit. You hate when you see people doing all that sort of stuff. Because, <laughs> because they're no longer moving quickly, so they've lost the emphasis of what they're trying to do, and you're no longer breaking plateaus. You're doing muscular endurance. Good work. Right, Tom. You're so right. <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's the kind of stuff I would start to do. And if you want to really learn about it, then uh, talk to Dan, not me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> anyway, um, I've just written a list of I, or I've, I've something that uh, was a slightly bugbear of mine, um, but I don't want to talk about. Is squeezing dumbbells really hard and realizing that you don't always have to train your grip and like mm. bounded work and kind of pulls and stuff. I would quite happily just kind of lightly hold and actually try and feel my back in like banded pull aparts and stuff like that. Really annoyed yeah. me this week, but yeah. I don't know why people are like gripping the shit out or something and they're like sparked up all the way down their, their forearm what are you training? chest alright good work right. really annoys you doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> see that in you mate flipping out alright mate um, alright let's play a game of favourites now I've written down three things nutritionally and three things uh, training wise give us your favourite because you're a trainer come on alright favourite mobility drill Dan go Oof. Uh, uh, you don't do them, so <laughs> I do like. <laughs> what was Dan's warm up? I do so, like a Spider-Man lunge into a reach Spider-Man overhead. Lunge. Yeah, that's quite a good one. Or a um, like a sumo squat with your toes under your with your fingers under your toes and then reaching up one at a time as well. I like that. It's quite good. I like that. I do. I like mainly doing like thoracic rotational stuff. So like mm. rib grab, lying down, thoracic rotation. Look that up. With with some crocodile breathing, best thing in the world. Um, favorite squat regression. Ooh, goblet squat. I love a goblet, goblet squat. I, I'm going to concur. Either goblet squat or landmine goblet loaded. Squat. Oh, that's a shock. Because mm. <laughs> like the angle of attacks, like awesome. You're like, yeah, goblet. I like, I like the goblet. Goblet squatters are great. They're just, un- but they're. Oh, I feel like they're sometimes overused in. Uh, in PT, maybe, but underused in your own training, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, it's kind of very easy exercise to program for when you're training a client, and probably good, probably great for them. Um, but when you're training yourself, it's very rare that I'm going to, I don't know, write in goblet squats most of the time. Um, but you're like, ah, it's a regression. It's like one of the easiest squats you can do. Yeah, but if you load it to hell, mm. it's pretty decent. Um, Right. An exercise you cannot do without. Lap pull down. I just love a lap pull down. Lap pull down. You do love a lap pull down. You I do right. really like a lap pull down. I think it's an exercise that once you really feel and you know that you're doing it properly, I just love the feeling of it. Like nothing. I think there's no, there's no better feeling than when you can really fully contract your lap. And once you know how to do it and you can do it, it's like a feeling you just don't ever want to lose. <laughs> I don't know why. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with another row as well because I I quite like kind of a low seated row. 
and I'd go single arm as well without rotation or with rotation maybe with with a yeah, very nice controlled well. rotation a low seated row on a mm. cable yeah. yep beautiful alright nutrition 300 calorie meal oh fucking hell that's a good one um, pretty, pretty standard for kind of weight lossy stuff 300 calories nice ballpark I'm going to leave this one to you because I wouldn't really know I'd be like a 300 uh, calorie meal Biscoff probably... ice cream is 300 calories yeah, that's, yeah that's, <laughs> I mean that's what I would give if I only had 300 calories left to eat that's what I would have um, I would say probably be a oh that's a tough one mate without probably be like an egg white omelette with um an egg white omelette with eat lean cheese, some chorizo crumb to add a bit of flavour to it. Ooh. Um, yeah, probably that with a bagel. Nice. That would be about 300 calories, I reckon. Full bagel? Bagel, bagel thin. Bagel thin, yeah. If anyone would know what those are, game changers. I think that's what I'd have. Decent, mate. Favourite mass meal? Ooh. So i tell you what I do be, really like. That'd be like quite... 750 calories up. I do, I do like that it's really quite dense in calories and very easy to cook and eat. It's knocky. Very, very good. Because you mix in a bit of pesto with that, straight away with calories and that. Um, but I would have to say it would be bacon, poached egg, avocado on bagel. I think. Because that would be about 750 calories. I mean, I am, yeah. I'm a full advocate of Brinner and I will have Brinner most of the time. Yeah. I'm real. I'd go that, yeah, 100%. I could have breakfast every meal of the day. Yeah, yeah so, absolutely. Um, right, last one. Favourite thing to cure a sugar craving? That isn't, well, I know it would be sugar-based. Sugar? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, do, I do like jelly when I'm dieting. Yeah? Okay, um, that, that was the angle I was going for, dieting-based. Not just yeah, diet. Yeah, on mass it would be like yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> just eat. Jelly is probably the thing. Um, I'm trying to think, like diet beverages don't really. They're, yeah, they're nice, but I mean, they're nice, but I just have them all the time. Yeah. So. Uh, but then again, a twister's pretty good. Forty calories for a mini twister. I mean, that's pretty decent, isn't it? I would tend to go towards some sort of ice cream based stuff. The little candy things are only about I think sixty. The thing, I think the thing you're missing here, Tom, is that the, that the actual answers were, and for number one was Biscoff ice cream, for number two was three Biscoff ice creams, and for this one is Biscoff ice cream. So... Do you think that sponsor us? I think so. Uh, they better do. Just, just send us some stuff. It'll be fine. Just send us some stuff. <laughs> right, mate. Um, I think that'll wrap up favourites, wrap up the show. We've been going 50 minutes, and we, do, we spent half of it talking about fitness, maybe. Maybe debatable, debatable as well. So, <laughs> right? Any other business? No other business for me. No, very true. We should probably get a guest on at some point because uh, I think we've just been hogging the limelight. Um, but yeah, anybody we want to think about getting on? Maybe, maybe a new LinkedIn friend. Be great. Yeah, your new LinkedIn friend. Yeah, that might work. <laughs> that'd be hilarious, wouldn't it? That'd be somebody. Some some people will listen to it. Hundred percent. Dan wouldn't know. I wouldn't. I'd be. You have to do it with Josh, that there. Yeah, uh, probably. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Go eat those burgers. If anybody like goes and has one of those burgers this week, um, tell us because they probably want to see a picture of the real thing. Um, incredible. All right, and we will uh, catch you next week. Catch you later. <laughs>